Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This week's episode 29 on Grindstone Adventures podcast, we have team member Zach Blake back with us. And we're kind of going to do a mid-season update and maybe BS for a little bit. This one's not going to be long. Uh, it's late at night here. We both got to work in the morning. Uh, there will be some background noise. Zach's boy is uh, up and watching... It's it's Paul, Paul Patrol. So it's stomping an orange into the floor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Damn. But uh, yep, this this is episode twenty nine. This teammate Zach Blake with us tonight. So how you doing? Well, not too bad. Just sitting here wondering why you said ladies and gentlemen, because I doubt you have any ladies watching this show. I hope we do. See <laughs> this come around. They talk, they talk smack to you. <laughs> Uh, I'm more talking smack on you, saying the ladies ain't gonna be interested, but <laughs> I don't know. whatever. Little man definitely likes his oranges. Uh, he's wired. <laughs> you gonna go sweep that up? He's gonna be an interesting podcast, that's for sure. Can't wait till I get a studio. Sounds will be better and whatnot. I won't have to be a mobile podcaster anymore. But uh, so you haven't shot a buck yet. No, not even a shot at one. I might. You've seen any close shooters that you just passed or? No. Nope. I. I've really only been out a handful of times this year due to work and helping with the kids. So. Really, I shot that doe. I had a four point under me that one morning. And then I had a shooter 60 some yards, I'd bet. Mm-hmm. He was coming out toward me at a diagonal. I was hoping he'd keep coming. He got behind these two big trees. I drew, I held for 30 seconds. And at this point, it was getting dark. And he disappeared. So I let, was it the buck? <clears throat> no. No, it was just a good shooter. Yeah. I think it was one of the big nines I got on camera. Okay. Like the one that has like the one G2 that sticks out a little back behind and super tall. Yeah, it was hard to tell, but it was either him or the one that's got the... Uh, he's got... He broke his main beam, like the tip of his main beam, or he oh, would have been okay, a 10. That one. That one, okay. Nice and wide. Yeah. His right side's really nice, but so that's how your season's going now. Yeah, I had a the morning I found that deer dead. I had a big buck about 200 yards. I was spotting stuff. That was boring. This yeah, that was Wednesday. Oh, okay. It was boring. It just got done pouring out spotting stock and I have my 44 mag. I've shot deer at 100 yards, but that's 150 <laughs> for that gun because it's such a short round. Like your 450 or 350, you know they're longer. They've got more, got more boom behind the bullet, you know. 
but possibly yeah i don't know what the grain count is to a 44 mag but i have a rough idea of 450 and I i've got a 240 grain bullet and my bullet oh, well and my casing is half the size of my wife's 450 and she has a 300 grain bullet she is a 300 grain bullet and 450 yeah wow that is a heavy bullet that's not going to fly near as far as what my 350 will. Well, the bullet drop at 250 yards is only 13 inches. So, I mean, really, that's not bad. Do you aim at the top of a deer's back? Or, you know, if you practice at that range and find the marks on your scope, you can easily kill a deer at 250 yards. I'm going to say my, my 350s are loaded with 170 grain bullets with 25, 26 grains of powder behind them. So yeah. at 152 yards, it's not gonna drop much. Yeah, your, your diameter is a lot smaller. Oh, yeah. um, coming from 35, 0.35 to 0.45. Really, I think the only difference between a 450 Bushmaster and a 45 is gonna be the casing and the amount of powder behind the bullet. Probably. Oh. And that was down in that one, down near where you seen, where you found that one dead? No, it was actually about where I killed my eight point last year was where I was standing. Oh, okay. And I would say the doe caught me. I was, I was close to a tree, but that woods is pretty open. All of, there's like three or four draws that come down in one big hollow and they were laying on a far hill and she got up first and ran up the hill towards where we dragged him out but except if you could imagine another 200 yards down towards carrier and he ran straight out towards the road all i seen was a big white field goal post basically running away from the I didn't even, I stood there five minutes and I didn't see a deer. Took a couple more steps and that's when we Anyway, I got to, uh... Right. Now we're back. Anyway, uh, after that buck and doe took off, uh, you know, he might circle around the ridge instead of crossing the road. So I went straight out towards the road, but up on top. Of course, no luck. The, there's another hollow on the other side. Um, and this, the ridge kind of wraps around it and then parallels with the road. So I went out there. And I'm looking down, I swore I seen just the deer's behind. You see two white lines, which would be the outlining of his tail. Or heard I thought it was standing. More than likely it was. And and I scoped in on it, it was, it was a deer. I could see the side of its belly and whatnot. That part of the woods is fairly thick, and brushy. 
briary, a lot of down trees. And that deer just slowly walked away and never seen me. I kind of slowly started to make my way down towards that bottom. Didn't see nothing there. And then I just seen what I thought was a branch, just a lighter colored branch. And uh, I scoped in on it because I was like, that kind of looks like a deer antler. I scoped in on it, sure enough, like, I'm pretty sure that is a deer antler. But I can only see half of it. And the half that I seen was, it, it didn't look like a non-typical deer. It just was your typical G2, G3, G4. Yeah. And deer, uh, your tip. So as I get closer, and I weave through the all the junk, I, uh, as I get closer and I wrap around the back side of him, I seen the drop tine on his right side, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So right then I knew which deer it was, because there's only one we have with a drop tine. And uh, as I get closer, and I seen the, I seen his left brow time, all the points on it, and his rear end was eight out. And, uh, Daddy. 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 So, I didn't really know what Daddy. to do. I stood there for Daddy. a while. And then, hold on, buddy. Hey, what do you want? Hmm? What? Huh? <laughs> Is he saying you gotta go to the bathroom? He might be. You gotta go pee? If you gotta take him to the bathroom, you go take him to the bathroom. Yes. I got hurt done. You can you can talk for a minute. Yeah, I probably will. The new exportations of grindstone podcasting with with the future of the hunting industry. <laughs> uh, so the deer that Zach's talking about, he's had him on camera since season opened the end of September he's probably on my ca- camera since the end of August or something somewhere near there big deer it's a shame that he found him the way he did not sure what happened to him double drop time we think uh, his left his left beam doesn't like finish out like a normal left beam will it drops so it looks like a drop time, but there's no, it, it didn't break off the tip of his left main beam. It just went straight down. Um, so if that counts as a drop time, it's a double drop. If not, it's just a very odd looking non-tip. He's really cool, got a lot of character to him. He broke his right brow tine off. Has a chip off one of his kickers on his left side. I believe it's off the point on his G3. Uh, biggest deer I've ever put my hands on. Bigger than the one I killed last year. Not near as wide, but he's very big. Uh, it's such a shame that he went went out like that. Still not sure what happened. Zach told me he thinks it had been there for a few days. So, you never want to find him like that. But, you know, at least he got tagged and got the head. So, 
unfortunate ending to that story. Him and his dad have been looking forward to that beer all year. Well, all season, let's put it that way. And I recently just found a monster on my trail cameras that I'm hoping survives so I can get after next year. Um, I'm not posting any pictures of him online. Uh, my word of advice is, you get a big shooter deer, don't don't post him online. Well, show him to your buddies, keep him under wraps, don't be... Don't brag around town and stuff like this and that with your big deer. Um, you know, it, we're not sure that that happened this, in this instance. We're thinking something else natural happened to this deer, and that's what killed him. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that will do anything to get a big deer. So if you post that you got a big deer online, someone they know knows you, knows where you hunt, you can lose that deer potentially. So just keep your big deer under wraps. But, uh, yeah, this, this deer Zach walked up on was a monster. But he's back from helping Liam go to the bathroom, so let him continue his story. Yeah, and I'll add to that. We've had road hunting problems All season. since I can remember, actually. I've Ever since I was it. little, along Bay Road, all in Drake's fields, and along Cary Road in them two fields, people just ride around People just ride around, uh, and they'll shoot right from the road in the daylight. They don't care. Yeah. I've the game warden year. out. He, he made an arrest this year. I'm going to say that there's still ongoing issues. and uh, I got shot at this year. Really? You were in the field across the road. They shot in the field that I was in the woods behind. Yeah, they didn't really shoot at you. They was those, pretty far away from you. Those deer that that car was shooting at walked 60 yards in front of my stand. So it's possible. I mean, you never know which way the bullets were flying or whatnot. I just know that the deer, he was, whoever it was, was shooting at. Yeah. They weren't far from in front of my stand. So not if they were at the right angle, they could have been throwing lead at me, and I was not happy about it. Not to mention as, as short as the round... Like the sound, it was a handgun. It was a handgun. It didn't have the long echo like a rifle does or a shotgun. Didn't have the loud percussion of a muzzleloader or yeah, you know. It didn't have the loud crack of it. And it it was very quick, four or five rounds. Yeah, it was definitely a semi-auto pistol, probably a forty-five. Whatever it was, it was illegal because it was bow season. It was October. It was early October. It was yeah. probably like second week of October. Somewhere in there. And that was before I even seen that big nine point. Mm-hmm. I seen that big nine point in October. Yeah, we've been having a lot of issues down in this particular area. I've explained it in podcasts previously. Zach's property that he has permission to hunt butts right up to the property I have permission to hunt. So like when he's having issues on that end of the, his permission, that means I'm also having the same issues. So, because we kind of hunt the same deer, whether or not we're getting them both on camera or not, we're realistically, we're all hunting the same bloodlines. Yeah. It, it's just a shame, but hopefully the game wardens get that under control. Uh, I do think we need to take some of the stuff into our own hands this summer. But... Uh, Something's got to change down there. Really don't. 
So yeah, definitely. But um, anyways, so I ended up moving on because you couldn't see the deer from the road, so I wasn't too worried about somebody finding him anytime soon. Uh, so I moved across the street because this property goes on both sides of the street. I walked up around behind their house. The house is abandoned. People that owned it don't live there. Well, they still own it, but they don't live there. And uh, We pretty much tend to the property and hunt it and whatnot. But uh, I walked up in there, picked up some does. I didn't want to shoot. I ended up finding a six-point deadhead, and I just left it there. I didn't feel like carrying it around. You know where it's at? Yeah, I know where it's at. We should go get that. We can put that in a future studio. Yeah, I could, I could get it uh, sometime this summer, maybe. I don't know if we got to have a carcass tag for that or not. If it was killed last year, I wouldn't even worry about it. Yeah, I mean, there's obvious green on the skull. And I took a picture of it where it was laying. But yeah. anyhow, I was going to work my way back this hollow, but I was like, you know what? I better just go after those deer, so I called the game warden. Uh, he wrote me a carcass tag, which is much appreciated. And then I went back up and got a knife, because I didn't even have my hunting pack on me. I forgot. I didn't have grunt tape. I didn't have nothing with me. I was just kind of still hunting. I didn't really need anything but my gun and my bullets and my horn. So uh, I went and got my knife. Come back down, cut it right at the base of his chin and the back of his neck, all the way to the bone. A nice thing about cutting up that high is there's that joint there. Mm -hmm. I twisted his head around twice and it come right off. I didn't need a saw. I didn't. It didn't take me 20 minutes to get the head off. I just I got it off. And Got it back up to camp. Next step is going to be boiling it, bleaching it, and I'm going to European mount it. I'm going to do something pretty cool. I'm going to make like a plaque with a smaller picture frame, probably just like a 4x6 or something. And I'm going to print out one of his trail cam pictures and put it in there. Uh, and that's going to be on the same plaque that the skull's on. Mm -hmm. Maybe put a little deck floor, like an old branch, some foxtail. Yeah. Something to just add a little life to it. And yeah. So you've had heartbreak this season pretty much. Yeah. So you think you can get on that big nine that you said you You told me earlier tonight you haven't had any recent pictures of them. Well, I'm definitely not giving up yet. Uh the one hollow that I was going to go back Wednesday night, I know nobody's been in all week. And a few years back, I went back in there. Unexpectedly, I kicked out six big bucks. They were all bachelored together. So what was, time of year was that? It was gun week. Really? Towards the end of gun week, I think. That's, that's odd that they were bachelor grouped up. Yeah, I think they just got run around and 
found a safe zone and just kind of stuck around it. This year is a little Cause odd, though, because the... It'd be in between ruts. Yeah. The rut this year was kind of warm. Yeah. And it was late. Yeah, it was late. It it started, you know, I did see the little box pushing early, really but started. I don't think it started till about the 12th. Of November. Yeah. yeah, which is probably about four or five days late compared to what it was last Normally. year. Yep. The best best time to hunt is about the second week of November. Typically, about yeah. the best week. Yeah. I've shot that I, eight I point. killed on the 14th this week, or this year. Yep. And listen to this. I shot that eight point right there on the 14th, I believe, last year. Oh, yeah, the big wide one. Mm-hmm. And my biggest buck I killed on the 13th. So, you know, it was, it's real weird because Jake texted me. I was on the way to the property with Jen to hunt that morning. And Jake texted me. He's like, hey, man, I know you've been struggling, but you told me about this property you said you're going to. If it's like you are, dude, sit on those scrapes. He's like, November 14th is a special day. He's like, just keep keep, keep that in mind. Stick with an open mind. You know, keep your brain open. Yeah. Don't get too discouraged if something doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, dude, I, that is so weird because, like, you know, I seen two does or a doe get pushed by two young bucks that morning. I had no shot. Jen had a five-yard shot at a four-point buck, she said. But, you know, she's tagged out. Yeah. So she didn't shoot that evening or that afternoon. She's like, "I'm cold. I'm tired. I'm just gonna sleep in the truck. You go out." So I moved the climber down to where I seen those does that uh, doe get pushed. They went up and seen two bucks within four hours. One was a half rack, and I really thought about trying to shoot him, but he busted me. He caught me trying to play video games. <laughs> and then, like two hours later, the deer I ended up killing came right down 40 yards, and you know I pinwheeled him. Yeah. October or not October, November fourteenth, two two in the afternoon. It's wild to me. So, you know, you've killed that day. Jake's killed that day. Oh yeah. That's got to be a special day. Yeah, it's definitely a. That's definitely a pretty much prime rut right there, first rut. Yeah. And the bucks just get stupid. Like that doe that day probably was hot. And uh-huh. the half rack looked like he was definitely old, probably a, a year, maybe half a year older than the two bucks that pushed that doe through that morning. And then my deer was well older than all three of those previous bucks. Both the half rack and my buck were there hours after that doe had been there, but they were in the same vicinity. So I'm guaranteeing they were in that area looking for her. Or following that scent, yeah. They didn't take the exact trail or whatnot, but they were there looking. Because I've heard, they told me that she heard from a hunter. She's a dental assistant, so, you know, if they get to talking about some things, <coughs> she'll hear things. And uh, this hunter told her, you know, sometimes it's good to put asterisks on your boot because when a doe pees, she pees on her leg, mm-hmm. <coughs> she'll leave a trail. Oh, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't get to try it this year, but I did put some estrus out. Um, it brought in a little weight. He didn't get real close. Cause so you've never sprayed it on your boots or anything like uh, that? No. 
So on my clothes. This year, I didn't. I'd never sprayed it on my boots, mainly because where I'd remember to spray it, I knew I had to cross a creek, and I was like, well, there's no point to spraying it until I get across that creek. And then by that point, you know, I forget to do it, so I just get in my stand, and what I'll do instead is I'll sit there and I'll spray it occasionally. And it, it was doing two things for me, you know, is you're putting out that estrus. It's covering your scent. It's cover, yeah, three things, I guess you could say. It's putting out that scent for the bucks to find me. Second of all, it's helped me save my wind checker, my puffer, because I'm not having to waste that powder. And third, it's covered my scent because I sweat every time I get into the stands, real bad. So, but that is, that is one thing I think is really cool. Uh, is you know I, I said like I forget what, who I was talking to, but I I was saying stuff like man I've not been having any luck with deer deer lure except for branch butter from black widow deer lure so that the estrus just has not been working none of my mock scrapes really took off and then i started using it differently i stopped putting on mock scrapes and i started spraying hot black widow hot and ready i get in the stand i'd spray some hot and ready or i'd spray some young buck and then i hit the horns or hit the grunt and try and call and I'd see deer almost immediately after. I'd just never seen any shooters until I was in the stand that Monday of November 14th in the afternoon. So I, I don't know what it worked or whatnot, but I know that doe is what brought him through there. Um, he's by far not the biggest deer I've ever had, but uh, I'll do a podcast on him later, more in depth. Um, come to think of it, it's 11 o'clock. Oh, Zach's in the kitchen getting his boy a snack, probably. But, uh, oh, here he comes. He don't sit still. No, he's just like you. Yeah. So, I think last time we had you on the podcast, we talked about, what was that one, 164? 157. 157, okay. So, we talked about him, I'm pretty sure. Did we talk about your eight? Uh... I really don't know. I think we just talked about him. I think so, too, because we said we were going to have to do a part two. And then it's been a while since we got that opportunity. Yeah, we didn't get around to it, really. So, I mean, I don't know how long you want to stay up, but it's 11 o'clock. I'll stay up a little bit more. Okay. Well, if you want to, why don't you break down that hunt? Uh, I know that portion of your hunt for me was I woke up that morning hungover as hell. Yeah. And you called me and said, hey, come help me drag a deer. And that was the most miserable time of my life after, you know, the adrenaline of seeing you got a big deer on the ground and stuff. After yeah. that, it, it was back to sucking air because I was hungover as hell. Yeah, he was big bodied and he died in a terrible spot. Us, it took three of us to drag him. He died in a terrible spot. Of where he was, yeah. So there was uh, the neighbor let somebody hunt and he had trail cam pictures of this buck in the summertime in velvet and when he lost his velvet and then I think he just kind of you know changed his pattern from summer to the, the patterns changed 
I'd say mid to late September. It starts to chill and they just kind of... It's almost like they know when deer season's coming. They do. Because... I believe it. They change their patterns. Actually, well, deer season doesn't come until late September, so I'd say mid-October. They start to wrap their pattern changes. But, uh... Like I said, I got him November 14th. Uh... Again, last year, between work and whatnot, I didn't get out a whole lot. I think I got out more last year than I did this year. And I passed up a few smaller eights last year. I hunted over here, um, right across from my parents, where I shot that 11 point. I hunted there, the edge of the field last year, and there was a smaller eight that I passed up and he ended up kind of skylighting me because of where I was at. I was You're too close to the field and he was kind of above me too. That's so, one reason I hate climbers. There's you, no cover. You just, you're naked up a tree. You can get up high, but yeah, you definitely got to pick pick and choose. That's why I like the hang and bang sets. It also depends, you know, which way you're facing because... If your back's to the I sun, they got to look into be. the sun to see you, and that can help you yeah. hide. Not to mention, like, if you're way up and the deer's uphill from you... You'll be eye level. But they're more than likely going to be looking down. Yeah. Unless you move. Well, then, yeah, you're right at eye level. And also, if you're way up... Or if you're not up high enough and they're downhill, they're already looking up, so then they catch you. Either way, you're like a tumor on the side of a tree if they catch you. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, back to this story. Uh, so I ended up going out. We was talking about his possible pattern running from the gas line, kind of caddy cornering over to where this guy had his corning his minerals out where he was getting say, didn't he have a mineral his, lick out on a stump or something yeah to where he was getting those pictures on his summer pattern and I think when my dad's buddy missed him up in the pines I do believe that the buddy comes up from like Florida or something no He's, he lives down the road oh Dave okay um, anyway so so I hunted the backside, and I hunted there before because on the 12th, the day before I shot that big 11 point, I passed up a nice 8 point, I'd say probably about the same size as him, not quite as wide I don't think, mm-hmm. but so I was like, well, he'll get bigger, and I passed him up. It was hard to pass up, but I let him walk, and the next day I got I was fortunate enough to kill that one. But so I'm... I actually ended up being a little bit lower than where I was. And this is four years apart, keep in mind. And, uh... I think... I seen this doe. It was about 110 yards to my right. Okay. 
showing up hill and my dad seen this buck he couldn't tell it was far from him he was in the ladder stand that's over farther towards the road and <clears throat> he uh, texted me and said he seen this buck wasn't sure where it went you okay they're moving this morning it's gonna be a good morning mm-hmm <laughs> probably not 15 minutes later I see him up at the top of the hill and anytime I see a buck I don't care what size it is if I see horns no I, I, I do shake I only shake actually if I'm getting ready to shoot like like if it's a smaller buck and I know I'm not going to shoot it I, uh, I don't shake yeah but if it's something that I'm going to try to get a shot at, even if he doesn't come within range, I'm shaking. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I want this deer. I get excited. But uh, I stand up. I get ready. He's coming pretty quick. He's coming right at me. I drew early. He was about 60 yards at the point of my, of my draw. And uh, he's coming right at me, and he doesn't stop. And I'm like, man, he's going to come right under me. It'd be a hard to get a shot. Now, how far did you wait till you mapped him? Till I mapped him? What do you mean? Map? I, I don't think I ended up... No. Yeah, I get. I think I did have to stop him. I waited till he was real close. Since he was coming right at me, I took a slight right. Mm-hmm. Just put him out to about 10 yards. And I stopped him. And I let it go. And I was shooting between some limbs, but it wasn't heavy limbs. It was like a couple limbs in the top of a smaller, I think it was a maple. And, uh, excuse me, it was a real good shot. I watched him drop because he, he dropped down the hollow. And then he went <clears> up <throat> the other side on this little flat. He barely got up the ditch. As soon as he got up there, he started running sideways and fell over. That was it. Mm-hmm. And I could still see him from the stand and told my dad, you know, he got excited and that was when I called you. Your dad was was like... Your dad had his buck at that point, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he shot an eight point as well. It had about a 20 inch spread. We all Probably. three shot really wide deer last year. Yeah. His... Yeah, his was pretty nice too. It had a 20 inch spread and I think yours said think 22, 23? 22 and a half. Okay. Mine was like 20, something like that. That's inside spread. Yeah. And yeah, I called you because I knew we wasn't bringing it back through the hollow because that oh, hollow was yeah. deep <laughs> and it was really steep. I was like, man, the only way to get this deer out is to go parallel with the hill, which is going to be about a 200-yard drag. No thank you. We ended up going about 75 to 100 yards up the hill, and it took three people after we got it. Taking turns. I got it down there. Well, it was two, and then two. Yeah. And we just all kept taking turns. It it sucked, and it was cold as hell. That was was one of the longest... Uphill drags I've ever had. It was one of the worst drags I've ever had. But, you know, it, it was cool because you got to get your deer out but whatnot. But I, 
I was definitely hung over and hurting real bad. <laughs> that wasn't my problem. <laughs> I was drinking with you the night before. Really? Yeah. Huh. Funny, I didn't even remember that. The boy's a joker. But uh, you gotta take him over to Jake's or have Jake come over and do a rough score for you. Yeah, probably could. He definitely is Pope and Young. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm guessing somewhere in the 130s. Because he's he's pretty wide, and his main beams are pretty long. I think that's going to be what helps him. Because he he doesn't really have a lot of height or a lot of mass. No, he is a good old deer. Though. I don't. I, oh, yeah. I mean, I got a shadow kind of glare right now, but it definitely looks like he might have the beginnings of a Roman nose. Oh yeah, I'd say he's in the threes. Probably three-year-old. I was gonna say probably three and a half, four. From what I remember looking at him that uh-huh. day and what he looks like now. Yeah. Like he looks older than that deer right there. Any regular season where I got tons of chances to hunt, I'd probably pass him. But it it had been four years since I killed a buck from just continuously passing deer, and I think the year after I killed my big one. I ended up missing one at about 40 yards that was just as big, if not bigger, than him. The rack was more square, and it was like a pure white rack. It was a beautiful deer. Uh, I hit a tree limb and split it right in half. I could see a perfect... You killed the tree and not the deer. I could see perfect, like, the way it was cut was perfect with my bride. Were you using fixed blade last year, or were you using Grim Reapers no, last year? I've been using my Grim Reapers ever since. Shoot, ever since I killed that first eight point that I killed in high school. You know, I can't wait for my first hunting episode to come out on YouTube because it has Andy talking smack about the broadheads I use, and then him saying Grim Reapers are better than them, and this and that. And, you know, I I follow the blood trail over at Andy's, and it'll be in there. And then there's my first doe's blood trail later in the episode. Uh-huh. They're not comparable. My, the blood from my broadhead was just crazy, dude. I was like, I was on, I was with Aladdin just on the carpet. Yeah. It was just a straight up red carpet. Andy's, I mean, his bled really well. It was not hard to track Andy's doe at all. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything away from Grim Reapers, but. Did he shoot it with. Crossbow? Yeah, crossbow. Okay. But just from, you know, looking at Andy's damage to the damage from my broadhead I use, I use G5 Mega Meats. Yeah. It's not comparable in my mind anyways. Yeah, I mean, you you got it good too because you're shooting a 70-pound bow. If you wasn't shooting a 70-pound bow, you might I would never have got that second doe. You probably wouldn't get full penetration either because I mean, of how wide they are. With my buck, I didn't get full penetration either. You have a lot of either. resistance on your, on your arrow when it hits, on but impact. They did slice through his ribs, mm-hmm. like butter and lodged in his far side shoulder. Yeah. The 
but the G5 Magnets have saved my butt and my girlfriend's butt this year. Like my first two shots, you've seen them, they weren't great. The broadhead definitely saved me on both kills. My girlfriend's deer, it literally, if it was not a two inch cut, probably wouldn't have killed that deer. Oh yeah, dude, you remember how I killed my buck in 2017? It was a year ago today, or seven years ago today, actually. 17. That was seven years or, uh, ago. Or five years five. ago. Five years ago today. Say, that's the same year I killed that one. You remember how I shot him in the throat? Yeah. Barely cut his throat. Yeah. But he was dead before I got to him. Mm-hmm. She shot her, her buck the same way, first buck. Yeah. She's copying me. Hers was a nine point, mine was a seven point. So she beat me in that. She got bigger first deer. Yeah. Her first buck. But, you know, I, you can say I got a thing for seven points. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so, I got, I've got a picture of the blood trail from my dad from this year, and it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty well painted, painted trail. Yeah. You take a bucket of red paint, and splash it. Yeah. That's what it looked like, but not until you got closer to the deer because the arrow was still on her shoulder. Oh, okay. So there's no exit hole. Yeah. And not to mention the arrow blocking most of the blood flow and the way it flowed out. And it was right in the shoulder blades. The hole didn't end up being really all that big because it just basically fell the broadhead all the way back because the shoulder blades are hard bone. It went through both shoulder blades. Just didn't penetrate the skin on the far side. Yeah. Yeah, that's still a heck of a freaking slammer. Oh, yeah. And at 40 yards... You could kind of expect that. That's a farther shot for a compound. We'll have to get you and see if Steven wants to make a drive out here or we go Strasburg and stuff. and do a recap of my buck here soon. But, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, what we do and stuff, this is what I told John this week. I was like, I have no, I'm not going to be strict and stuff, you know. uh, For listeners' reference, we added three new team members this last week. And, uh, I was explaining to him, I was like, I'm not picky. If you use Bear and you wear Sitka, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you, nope, you have to sell everything and go Mossy Oak and, and Elite Archery or whatever. You use what you got. I'm, I'm not picky about that. But there is one thing I will not let a team member use. There's a Rage Broadhead. Those are the yeah. biggest name broadhead company that has the worst reputation. They, yeah. I just Definitely don't trust them. All the shots that I've seen, even close shots, right in the rib cage, they just not don't do full penetration. They just don't do it. No. Like my broadhead. There's going to be a lot of people that will argue, oh, I've never had a problem with rage. Well, and, you might well that's good. That. I hope you never do, yeah. but for the deer's sake. But at the same time, everything I've seen personally, they just don't do it. Yep. And they, they don't even hold up a. I don't even know what to weigh it against, but like they don't compare to G5 or you know your Grim Reapers. They only in that open instance. halfway because the way they open on that slide, they get stuck in an X like yeah. this. And and they. I just, think part of the issue with the rages is, is like the mechanism inside that when it gets wet, it rusts super quick, mm-hmm. and it bogs it down from expanding. And then if your rubber bang is dry rod and it breaks, then you your then your blades are going to be open on a shot, and that's going to throw off your shot. Yeah, it's just going to give that deer a cut, and it's going to bounce off pretty much. Yeah. Whereas my broadhead, your broadhead, they 
physically do not open, they open on impact. until they hit that deer. And you can uh, tell when you can tell when you miss. You can tell when you hit without even having to see an arrow fly. You just wait and hear or nothing. If you hear nothing, you know, oh, I messed up. Especially hitting that shoulder blade. You're gonna I heard hear that, that crack at forty yards. Yeah. I mean you heard My the video. dad was hunting probably 150 yards from me. Oh, did he hear that? He heard. Yeah. There's he none. texted me and There's asked me if I like shot. It. And I said, yeah, I shot a doe. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> but uh, There's uh, not a feeling like it. I was going to say, with that arrow being in there, she, she must have bounced off a tree or something because she snapped my arrow. I've been pretty good at that lately. Every time I shoot a deer, I lose an arrow. It's kind of annoying. We spent but. like 25 minutes last year look, when you shot your buck looking for that arrow. Oh, yeah. And we found half of it. Half of it, yeah. The other half no, I do. went through and then was like it broke and fell out the one side and the other arrow broke and fell out the other side. Yeah, it was weird. I hit... I, I'm pretty sure I hit bone in the rib cage there. Too, yeah. But I got a great shot. Oh yeah, that I remember that. You, your buck last year ran probably just about the same distance as mine did this year. Yeah, I, I've been lucky, you know, because I'm I'm a broke ass mother effer. I can't afford arrows like a crazy. My my gold tip Valkyries that I started the season with, I've since switched to gold tip Hunter Pros um, because I ran out. Yours were probably more than mine were. My Valkyries were expensive at first, but the the Hunter Pros, I got them for eighty bucks. I got fifteen of them. That's still more. I got I got, them, I got them from Steven, but yeah. I, I every deer I've killed this year, oh yeah, you got did, did, didn't break the arrow at all. Not even the one that I shot my buck with, and he rolled a few times. Uh, I've got the Gold Tip Hunter XTs, I believe is what they are, and. I got them at Northeast Outdoors. That's over there by Lee's Chicken, isn't it? Greg. Yep, in New Okay, okay. Is he the one that shoots the Hoyts? Elite. Oh, he shoots Elite. Okay, the guy I went in there and stuff and had him set these my gold tips up for me. He must not have been Greg because this guy shot Hoyt and he shot Rages. I mean, I'm not knocking him for shooting Rages, but he said he's never had issues with him. That's definitely not. But Greg shoots... Grim Reapers and he shoots elites. That's the same combination I've got. Yeah. And for six arrows for these gold tips, I spent. It's not cheap. It's fifty plus. Yeah, with with tips, that was cut, insert tips. Like you don't 53 use fifty-three bucks. You don't, you don't use laser knocks, do you? I didn't this year because I didn't feel like spending. They're about thirty bucks a pop for three. Yeah. You got They're thirty expensive. bucks in that. Four broadheads, forty bucks. You got fifty dollars in arrows. You got over a hundred and some dollars in arrows. Easily. And for some reason, I didn't have real good luck with my lighted knocks in the past. I just didn't see them go up. You got I'll, I'll show I you. I shot these one ones. doe. Well, I actually ended up missing her because she was right in between these two cherry trees. She was about thirty yards. And well, this was before I had a rangefinder. When I sit in my stand, like when I first get in, I find some trees and some clearings, and I'll range spots, just different spots. I 
20, 30, 40. So I have an idea. Yeah. When a deer comes through there, I can make, you know, a judgment. A more, a, a better guess. And my judgment will be a lot better. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do something anyway, similar. I, I range my shooting windows. It was dark, kind of, but not really. I shot. I never saw that arrow. I'll have to I show lost you, that arrow completely. I'll have to show you the lighted knocks because I had trouble with my first lighted knocks this year. Not even turn it on when I'd shoot. And then I switched brands. And it's totally different design. Yeah. Dude, they're freaking bright. Like, it hurts my eyes when I go to shut them off. I think the nocturnals are a pretty good... That's what I'm using. Yeah. I used the NAP ones early season, and they, they just weren't that good. Yeah. I... I uh, I had some blue nocturnals a couple years back, but I think it's it's really hard to get them turned off the way you got to turn them off. Yeah, you got to stick something in there and pry it up. I woke up and and the one was glowing, and it was dim. I was like, well, that one's dead. Then there's <laughs> so, no way to change the battery. You know? No. So. And I'm an idiot. Actually, I think there is. The, I think the new do. ones. You, you can, okay. but back then, probably not. And like, yeah. I'm an idiot, and, like, when I put my tips at my... Like, that's one thing I'm very weird about, like, Jake sets up my bows for me and stuff, and I'll sight it in and whatnot. Yeah. When it comes to my knocks on my arrows, I'm very weird about it because, you know, I've punched myself in the face from a D-loop breaking twice this year. So I'm very skeptical and eerie that I don't want that to happen at all. So... I take 504 Loctite and I Loctite all my knocks in. Them suckers aren't ever coming out and that's fine with me. You know, I'll just rotate those two target arrows until I'm almost out of arrows and then they'll become hunting arrows again. But you might be able to get them out if you use pliers and twist them as long as you hit them with some heat. your arrow. You might not even have to worry about that. I would just use blue Loctite maybe instead of red. It is blue. Oh, then you blue, okay. It's yeah, it's not I mean, it's clear, but it's the blue lid. It's clear Loctite? Blue? Yeah, it's 504 Loctite, which is very similar like super glue. glue. Yeah, oh. very similar super glue, but it dries that's, in seconds. That's different than what I was thinking. I was thinking... No, it's not Loctite. actual, like, nut and bolt Loctite. No, it's not that. So that's what I was thinking. Blue is medium strength. So, you the know. blue is what I put on my screws and my guns and my bow or stuff I want tight, not wiggling loose, but I need to get out later. Mm. No more candy, bud. It's but, Dad, late, but, Dad, I want candy. It's only 11.30. It's too late, buddy. Because <laughs> it's 11.30. It's too late to eat candy. Okay. If it was up to Uncle Zach, you'd be eating a bunch of candy. He's like, I want to hang out with Uncle Zach now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for a two-year-old, he listens pretty well, usually. I mean, unless he's mad, and then he's just, no, no. Yeah. No. You know, I, I would do... There's your candy. I would You're do it to Tay, but I know Tay would scout me. Is <laughs> just come over, feed him a bunch of candy one day, and leave. Yeah. She would track me down and scout me, so... You should have seen him when he stole... What? And once I can. I told you no, not tonight. Okay? 
I wonder who's more tired, him or me. I don't know. I'd say it's about time we wrap this thing up anyhow. Yeah, I gotta get home and get to bed. And I gotta splice yeah. these together and edit it and yeah, I gotta upload get it. Him, I gotta get him to bed and I gotta work tomorrow. Hopefully this weekend will bring us some luck. Yeah, I'm going out get... Saturday trying to fill a doe tag and then I'll be out Sunday evening if I don't kill on Saturday. I'm try to break the ice with Tay's new 450. Well, she's gonna try to break the ice with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take the old trusty 44 mag, leave her action, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can't bust something. Yep. Only problem is, is if we go together. She gets first shot. Yeah, I'm nice enough. I'm gonna give her the first shot. Unless so, like a 200 inch monster walks out. Then it's going to be dependent on the... I could see her taking... Close ta- enough, I'm going to say. Sit down. I, I yeah. could definitely see her seeing that 200-inch monster and her and saying, hey, there's a doe, I'm going to shoot it, and then her just plowing it. And then you guys walk up and you're like, what the heck, that's a, that's a big old deer. You just lied to me. Let's wrap okay, this up. Let's see if Grandma will watch the boys anyway. Oh, buddy. Just, just wait a little bit. Let's wrap this one up. You, you know, I think I think a good way to end this is saying, hey, it's 30 minutes till the Friday of gun season here in Ohio. Stephen and Dan are up. What's he saying? He's just saying that. Oh, Stephen, John. I think Squint said he got out one. No, Squint hadn't got out. But uh, John and Stephen have been out hard this week hunting. So hopefully Stephen can break the ice on his wall. we, we got to get him one bad. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, we, we hopefully we fill some tags this weekend as a team. It would be pretty cool. Get some footage yeah. of it. Stephen sent me some stuff from some does across that holler. He's going to be. But, I think that will play well into his episode. Putting down a big buck is definitely a great feeling, and it's really one of the things that gets you hooked. No, dude, I've been because fantasizing about next year all all week. And I mean, it's, you got to be dedicated too to not have you know any luck like that. And keep after it. That, what do you say? Sixteen he years. Deserved, yeah, and he deserves to get one. I hope he gets one. If not, I say we bring him out here and put him on food plot. Yeah, we gotta get him, get him on something. Maybe even a late season deer. We'll get something out. Bring him out get here during muzzleloader or something. Yeah. Last year, man, there was bucks rutting during muzzleloader. Me and my brother seen two nice bucks. Each of them had a doe with them. They might do it again this year because how warm and oh, how late so, it came in. There's so many does. This is just yeah. And I'm gonna shoot another. Yeah, I'm gonna. Hopefully, I'm gonna try and shoot Saturday. two more, or I'm gonna try to shoot three more does this year. But I got to do it within a week because on most of my properties after next week, I'm done shooting deer because I won't kill the does after the week after rut. Yeah. But the one property the farmer's like, I want them out. Yeah. So, but uh, he's acting how I feel right now. So <laughs> we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, good luck to all the hunters out there. We're going to do our best to tag some deer. Um, but uh, this 
This is episode 29 of Grindstone Adventures Podcast. We've had Zach Blake with us here tonight. And Liam. And Liam. Terrible tunes. <laughs> Him has been grumpy. But uh, keep working hard, don't settle, as uh, Clint Casper would say. And you, you know what I say. No zero days. And with that, Grindstone Adventures is out.